Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I thought, so Kim Joy had really big humps. Yeah. That's the kind of hump I'm looking yeah, for. And they he could was, barely like lie down on the thing. They were so humpy. Yeah, they were <laughs> so humpy. I love that. There we go. Intro for the show. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome back to Bake Off Undressed. You are here. I am in your ears. My name is Matt, aka Topless Baker. Now every week I start and I say, I'm a YouTuber, I'm an Instagrammer. But you know what? Because I've done, this is going to be my ninth week of a podcast. I'm going to say I'm a podcaster. So I'm an Instagrammer, a YouTuber and a podcaster, guys. How do you feel about that? It's because of you though. So I'm going to big myself up here. I'm a, I'm a self-taught podcaster. No, self-taught baker. Basically learn everything from the internet and one thing i was very obsessed with when it came out was the great british bake-off and never really realized that a few years later i would then have a podcast all about the great british bake-off which is what we do here every week on bake-off undressed i sit here with a lovely guest and we recap what has just happened in the episode literally watched it finished watching it 10 minutes ago sat on the sofa had some snacks and we caught up on it and today was patisserie week it was a semi-final which means it's the penultimate episode of great british bake-off but also the penultimate episode of bake-off undressed which makes me sad anyways enough about me and my obsession with the great british bake-off because today every week joined by a very special guest and today i'm joined by a two-time cookbook or that sounds like an oscar winner but a two-time i mean it's equivalent isn't it yeah i mean it's like a a two-time cookbook author uh an instagram celeb shall we say uh also known as top with cinnamon 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 how do i get cinnamon wrong <laughs> top with cinnamon easy hossack welcome to the show izzy thank you for having me it is a pleasure to have i've been following you for such a long time it's weird when you follow people and then you meet them in real life it is isn't it i remember i met you for the first time i was like oh my god you're we were walking i don't know where we were at. we were at taste made thing. we were walking next to each other and yeah. i said oh my god you're is your sack and you go oh my god you're topless bacon i was like why do you know who i am <laughs> i was i was i was really starstruck but thank you for joining me it was patisserie week week nine semi-final of the great British bake-off guys you can join in hashtag bake-off undressed you know I like it when you use the hashtag. So get involved. You can tweet us. But we're going to do a little recap for you because we just sat down and watched this whole thing, didn't we? Yeah, just had a nice experience with some pretzels and Yeah, what do we puppy. have? We have pretzels. Oh, there was a puppy here this week. Oh, my goodness. Freya, <laughs> a little cockapoo puppy that was four weeks old. The cutest thing ever. Oh a couple barks during this episode, but that was totally fine. So that was really cute. Anyways, we had a bit of a big week here, patisserie week. And the first segment, they had 24 dip madeleines. And I was kind of getting up in arms, actually, this week. I felt 
you know, I'm not that confident all of the week so far. Patisserie week, I was screaming at the oh, TV. Oh, it was it's, your, you were in your element. My arms were up week. in the air. It was, <laughs> it was my week. Like, okay, I've probably been cut like by week three anyways, but had I made it through to this week, oh. So first up, Madeline's. Have you made Madeline's before? Yeah, I have a couple of times. Not loads of times, but you know, I've done it. I love them because they're kind of like, a sweet treat that you can have at breakfast. It's like, oh yes, yeah, mm. the cake that is also counts as breakfast. <laughs> Still breakfast appropriate. Have uh, it with a cup of coffee. Exactly. You know? you dip it in a coffee. Yeah, it's controversial. Well, controversial? But I would you do it? I would do it. You would do, you're like, yeah. I'll be also. straight in there. Yeah, okay, I love that. I love that. So to make 24, two different flavours. And I was up in arms immediately. And so was Paul Hollywood. Now I've, you know, I've, I've had my issues with Paul, but he was up in arms too because they were using baking powder in the recipe, which is cheating. It is cheating. Did you use baking? When you made them, did you use baking powder? I think I probably did, yeah. Okay, we can't speak. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Izzy, join. She is a lovely guest for two minutes. Uh, and now gone. I'm leaving. And now she's leaving. But basically, a madeleine is like a Genoese sponge and the rise comes from whisking the eggs and the sugar yeah. so it has lots of volume. And then you chill the batter so that when it goes into the heat of the oven, it goes... It doesn't explode. That was a, no. the wrong sound effect to make. But it really rises. <laughs> Just a gentle rise. A gentle rise. But quite dramatic. And you get the nipple. Although they weren't calling it a nipple. No, I was begging for someone to call it the nipple. Like <laughs> I thought they would. I was but, wait, because you know, it's quite an innuendo kind of show, piecing. right? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think they could go that far and actually say nipple. But I felt like they were you'd... saying hump, which I mean, nah, also. <laughs> is that it, my hump? It's a black-eyed Pete, yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. there. We're there. We're on the same generation. Here we go. <laughs> and basically, they use baking powder, which kind of cheats way to getting the nipple or the hump, as they were mm. calling it. But I mean, like they kind of disregarded the whole hump thing later on, anyway. They did because. I thought, so Kim Joy had really big humps yeah. and I was like, yes, amazing. Yeah. Those are Instagram worthy Madeleines. Like if you looked at Madeleines on Instagram, that's the kind of hump I'm looking yeah. for. And they he could was, barely like lie down on the thing. They were so humpy. Yeah, they were so <laughs> humpy. I love that. There we go. Intro for the show. And they were decorating in different ways. So there were a lot of them were dipping them in like a chocolate and then covering them in a lot of them were covering them in freeze dried raspberries, which mm. I had issues with because it's like, oh, this is something really colorful, but doesn't really lend much to the final bake. Yeah, I, I love lend much to the final <laughs> bake. That is such I a good way a to judge. put it. Come I, on. <laughs> I really think that was such a good, it was like clinical, don't lend much to the bake. And then we, Rahul was trying to do some feathering with oh some chocolate, dear. but that was a bit messy. It was a mixed bag yeah. from all of candy, them. Candy melts. <gasps> the Wait. candy melts. No. You go, okay, you rant about the candy melts because I want to rant about the candy melts. How do you feel about candy melts? It's just, you can't, it's pastry week especially. Like you can't use a candy melt. It's not, it doesn't taste like chocolate. It doesn't really taste of anything except for it's just like plasticky and kind of edible. Do you want to explain really. to anyone that's listening what a candy melt is in case they don't yeah. know? So I think they're mostly made of palm oil. I think. <laughs> Great, that's really environmentally <laughs> friendly. Um, and then just like loads of sugar. But they are usually colourful or you can colour them. You can get them white and you can colour them. And they melt really well. And people used to use them in cake pops. Do you remember the cake oh, pop trend? Oh, the cake pops. I think still, that's still the alive. only way that people actually sold candy melts mm -hmm. was with cake pops. Yes. Because <laughs> why else would you buy them? Cake pops should never be uh, 
And then, yeah, they've just used them on the Madelines for some weird reason because I've never seen anyone use a candy melt on a Madeline. <laughs> and if you haven't tried it, it kind of tastes like a really sweet white chocolate. I mean, the only mm. benefit of it is like they don't, they're really good at setting. Yeah. So they set really hard, which means like it's almost like tempering. It's like a cheat way of tempering temper a chocolate without yeah. having to temper. Mm. But they just taste a bit sweet. And I think overall, no one like smashed it. We kind of had a mixed bag. So one flavor mm. for some people would be okay. And then the other flavor wouldn't be great. So it was a mixed bag from everyone. Ruby didn't do great. Rahul didn't do great. Yeah. So it was a slightly mixed bag of humpy, nipply Madelines. And then the second challenge they had, which was the longest ever technical. I feel like we had that earlier in oh the my God. episode. It was insane. And the, can you pronounce it? Because I did write it down. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Okay. <laughs> Torta. Tor- to- oh, let me, hang on. Give me an accent here, Matt. Come on. Here we go. Torta setavele. Torta setavele. Love it. One more. <laughs> Torta setavele. Which is apparently seven veils cake. Wow. Are you yeah. a big kind of entremet person? Because it no. was kind of like an entremet. No. I'm really not into the like really involved bakes. I'm like, I just want to mix something, put it in the oven and then eat it. <laughs> I feel that. Because there was a lot of freezing in this. So they had there to was. make... There was a, like seven elements. Something ridiculous. Yeah, seven elements. They had to make uh, like a bav- bavoise sponge. Yeah. They had to make Genoese. a fouillotine. I'm just going to just make that up. And then they had to make... A mirror glaze. They a had a temper glaze. chocolate curls. They had to do caramelised... Um, hazelnuts for a praline chocolate like, mousse oh, oh my lord I mean the flavours sounded unbelievable yeah but there was oh mixed bag of results the yeah. main issue and I've made quite a lot of mirror glazes before and I have this problem too and they got the quantity of gelatin wrong so basically okay. a lot of the cakes are very gelatinous on top but this is the thing that I was thinking it's like don't they give them a standard don't they all get the same <gasps> recipe so if they're all at the end being like oh this is too robbery it's like well <laughs> something's wrong with your recipe then guys. that's exactly I just wanted to bring that up too like when they were saying oh this praline tastes better than this one or this mousse is just like you have the same recipe yeah. how on earth does it yeah. taste any different yeah especially with something like gelatin where it's going to be consistent throughout the whole thing because yeah because you can't just you give add, someone yeah. a packet of gelatin yeah. because that's <laughs> like, like guess yeah guess you, how much you can't you guess do. gelatin like it has to be so <laughs> precise so it's like surely i just don't understand how they how there know. was such varying results it was weird isn't it and we had a bit of a real panic moment from kim joy yeah. in the middle who it was tough to watch. It was, wasn't it? She was very close to tears. She just lost confidence in herself and she just had this like mousse that was ready to go and she just gave up on it. She made a it really made good so looking angry. mousse. Because yeah. she was like, I've never made a chocolate mousse, which is concerning, but that's fine. Yeah. You, might not, you might not like chocolate. But then she made what looked like a, a good mousse. Yeah. And given that she was going to freeze it, the consistency. It's going to set later on. It's fine. Yeah. And she just had a meltdown. She did. She was like, well, I'm leaving. I'm done. Yeah, it was like <laughs> all times 100. It was like the <laughs> utmost negativity we've ever seen from her. But she made... An, did she make another one? She said she did, but then it wasn't... Did it go on the cake? She did know. like the tiniest layer ever. Yeah. And then ended up coming second. I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> After all that fuss. But I guess the thing was, oh, is she man. didn't really put chocolate mousse in it yet. She still came second. And I you were up in arms. I can't believe that. I can't, because be- usually it's like if you miss out any kind of element, if you make like 11 cakes instead of 12, they're like, well, you're out. 
<laughs> and she leaves out a moose in like the semi-finals and they're like yeah cool second <laughs> she was like, it's like oh it's a seven layer cake but I'm just going to put six in because I just didn't want to yeah, put my moose part on. of the name yeah exactly there seven you go veils. Torta seven oh we're not even going to say it again so we had Rahul came last because his was rubbery AF him and Bryony's were really rubbery yeah and then Bryony came Bryony came first or no not Bryony no Ruby, Ruby yeah. I'm getting all these Y's mixed up so that was kind of paving the way almost mm. to the next segment which was well it was a very generic it was a french patisserie mm. window mm. which like as a you think that doesn't really make sense but it's when you walk past a parisian cake shop and yeah. you see like all the offerings all the in the window things. and they had to make three different patisserie dishes so one with choux pastry one with pat sucre pat sucre is a sweet pastry and then one with puff pastry and again very mixed results across the bag it was just a strange combination of things that turned out in the end it was some weird like they were struggling with the thickness of their pastry so brinies was way too thick yeah rahul's was looked a little bit too thick and then the shoe pastry they were like kim joy burnt a little bit of hers Mm. and then see one thing i had to do is they had to make puff pastry which is extremely tough in five hours and this summer was the like hottest summer ever imagine having to make puff pastry in the 30 degree weather i've made it once and i nearly cried so i gave up and i made rough puff and it was difficult (laughs) and that was the issues they were all making rough puff apart from bryony who made like full-on puff it was a bad choice though because it didn't i think she deserved extra credit for that she should have done but then because it wasn't baked then because it was rigged It was yeah. rigged to, for Rahul oh, to go through. Oh, yours is undercooked. Rahul, your, <laughs> your pale pastry is oh, delicious. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We are going to get to that at some point in this show. Oh, my goodness. But Bryony tried to make full puff pastry. Everyone else made rough puff. Yeah. And hers came out raw. But she was going all out on everything. I felt so sad. The problem she had as well is she didn't weigh her trays down. So yeah. when you make a puff pastry, if you don't weigh it down, it puffs up because that's the that's whole the point. point of a puff pastry. <laughs> but she didn't really weigh it down. So hers puffed up massively and it wasn't like nice compressed flaky layers of puff pastry and as a result she had a shocker her dough was raw and she was sent home (laughs) oh Bryony it was didn't see that coming I didn't see it coming I mean I think Sandy said it really well she was like kind of the energy and the force of the show Mm. she was very positive she hasn't really had any breakdowns Mm. even when she was taking the criticism at the end handling it so well exactly she was she was brilliant and then star baker ruby yeah did you feel good about that Did you feel like yeah, ruby i thought she deserved it this week yeah i think that was a good choice the thing is it was another week where i expect them to progress every mm. week and this week and last week which was danish week they kind of regressed mm-hmm. a little bit it's like vegan week really messed them up and ever since they've all kind Just been going of downhill now. Yeah, they've all kind of struggled which is i mean they're tough challenges so it's you know, it is what it is, but it was difficult. Yeah. So that was it. Bryony gone. Ruby Starbaker two weeks in a row because she won Danish week last week. Wow. A rather eventful patisserie. She's on a roll. She is. I, a roll to, the, to, to winning Ooh, it. We kind of spoke about it. And we were saying she is going to have a great career post Bake Off. Definitely. Definitely. I think she's going to be a star. I think so too. We're predicting it. We're predicting it now, Ruby. She's going to be in the cover of some magazine. 
Yeah, yeah. She's like very, I think, feel like she's going to get into food, fashion, modeling, like makeup. She's yep. going to blend all those She's going to have like a cake themed fashion slash makeup brand release. <gasps> You've called it. I would it. buy that. Are you going to buy it? You want like cupcake shirts? <laughs> like chocolate, shirts? chocolate, like bronzer or something. Ooh. You know? Okay. Or like Merlot, like lipstick. I feel. I mean, I feel like I can't relate to that as a man that doesn't wear like much mellow lipsticks in my life. But I feel never. like you, no, never, you know, never tried it on. But I feel like you, you've got that expertise. So if you mellow lipsticks oh, yeah. coming your way, definitely, I'll send her an email. <laughs> I love it, Ruby. I'm email, gonna press it. coming your way. So the first thing that we talk about on the show is he, which I briefed you on earlier. So you, you should be prepped for this. <gasps> pressure, oh my pressure. God. You feel it. So we talk about the icing on the cake yeah. and the soggy bottom moment. So mm. the icing on the cake, as the name would suggest, is your favorite moment of the show, the, the bit that got you going. And then your soggy bottom moment, which was your low point of the show, something that mm. maybe upset you a little bit or something you didn't enjoy or something a contestant did. So do you have your icing on the cake? Mm. I think for icing on the cake. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I would say, hmm. Mm. <laughs> she actually has her hand on I her chin right now, like tapping it as you would. pondering. <laughs> <laughs> See, my icing on the cake... I'm going to interrupt okay, you. So you can think. It. I'm thinking. My icing on the cake, I was annoyed at Paul because he was like, Kim Joy, you shouldn't have used Crackalan on your shoe pastry because I think it's not very good. Crackalan is, and you would seen from Kim Joy's shoe buns, is a fantastic technique to getting perfect shoe buns every time. I think I might have spoken about this last week, possibly. I can't remember. I don't remember what I do mm. yesterday. But basically what Crackalan does is when you put it on top of a shoe pastry, it kind of acts as like a roof and it keeps the shoe bun in a uniform shape so a lot of shoe pastry recipes kind of like puff and burst to one side and they go yeah really uneven whereas a crackalan is like a roof that says hey 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 hey, you're you are not popping over there and you are not burning that side i'm going to keep you all under my shiny sugary roof so they stay yes yeah i would yeah exactly (laughs) and they stay in a really uniform shape so it's kind of actually as it was a cheat's way to getting perfect shoe pastry every time. So I love that technique from Kim Joy because it was it's not only tasty, but it's a very uniform way of getting a perfect shoe. All right, so back to you. Okay. So I think 
I'm also going to go for a Kim Joy moment. Okay, I love that. So I think that with the Madelines at the beginning, she got she got that nipple. It was great. <laughs> she got the hump in, you yeah, know? Yeah, she did. No one else had as good a hump. So I don't understand how they're like, oh, Rahul, yours is so, like, the hump on it is so good. And it was like, what are you talking about? Have you seen hers? Yeah. And I mean, even though, did you use baking powder? I think they all did. I feel like she dumped in a good half a tin of baking powder. But I mean, look, I don't mind. No. I don't mind. As long as it looks good. The nipple was... That's what you want, isn't it? And hers were decorated amazingly (gasps) compared to everyone else's where they just like dipped it in some like, I don't know, chocolate and then feathered it or put some freeze-dried raspberries on it. Hers were flawless. They were amazing. Every week though, her decorations are flawless. Are you a good piper? I mean, I don't really pipe things that much. You don't pipe things? No. I am addicted to piping. I'm like just... I just can't be bothered. Oh, that's fair enough. You just, you like you said, you want to bake and eat yeah, out of the it, oven. Yeah, exactly. So I'm did like you a have... chocolate chip cookie You're... girl. Oh, really? You know? Okay. Like, that's the level of commitment for That's me. the level of commitment, I feel, yeah. like, I feel like. So you're like a pre-bake artist rather than a post-bake artist. Oh, definitely. All right, I feel you. Yeah. Soggy bottom. Got any soggy bottoms that soggy you saw bottom. on this I mean, episode? We've already talked about this, but it was the chocolate mousse thing. That really annoyed that me. That really upset you. Yeah, Again with did. Kim Joy. It did. It pissed me off. <laughs> I couldn't believe she got second for that. That did. You were up in arms. I was. I was up in arms a lot this episode. That was your one that kind was. of off yeah, the sofa moment. Yeah, you had a lot of, of soggy bottom moments this one because you were really angry about multiple things. But I was just like, I don't really know anything about patisserie. So, uh. I feel like you do. You're shortchanging <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no, a little bit, but I haven't done that much. See, I'm trying to think my, my soggy bottom moment. Like, again, I was upset because Bryony went all out on the puff pastry. She made yeah. full on puff. Yeah. And then it was underbaked, which it, it clearly was underbaked. Mm. Didn't look good. Fair enough. But at least she tried. Rahul, his were pale AF. They were. Like they were, it was so underbaked. It looked like a shortbread biscuit Literally. that you'd buy from the shops. And there was, I didn't see any flaky layers. There was no flakiness. And they were like, this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever eaten. There was zero goldenness I whatsoever. Don't understand. If I saw that in a French patisserie window... I'd be like, not shopping there. It's like I was saying earlier, maybe um, the production company is gaslighting us and they're just being like, yeah, I mean, this is amazing. Haven't you seen it? And we're all just like, what are you, are we looking at the same thing? But to a thing is to a novice viewer, they might not, they might not notice that. That's true. Because a a milfoy, a puff pastry is golden. Yeah. And it, I I don't want to hate on Rahul, maybe just underbaked it. That's fair enough. It might've been a good pastry recipe, but it's BS. You can't yeah. call it out for being amazing when it's clearly underbaked. Especially when Bryony's was underbaked and they penalised her for that one too. So Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of baking and cooking, yeah. you are a superstar because you've got some books, which we're going to talk about later. Very successful Instagram. But how, you learned to cook from your mum, right? Yeah. How did. did you, what, what, what got you into it? Why are you so interested now a superstar? A superstar. A superstar. I like that. I'm just like going to change my Instagram bio and put that in. I think, oh, <laughs> so quotes. just say like Matt called me yeah, a superstar. Yeah, exactly. Matt told us Baker called me a superstar. Uh, <laughs> well, so I got into baking because my mum is American-Italian. Oh, As my mum's American. We've talked about this before because your family's from Boston. Yes. Yeah, my yeah. mum's from Boston. <gasps> maybe wow. they know. I feel like it's like, maybe they know each my other. My God, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so she... Um, met my dad and then moved to England like 30 years oh ago. Oh my goodness. This, my mum's going to be listening to this. Mum, this is our same life story here. This is amazing. Maybe Izzy's my secret sister. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my that would be so weird. Mum, what are you not telling me? <laughs> 
Okay, um, so they moved, yeah. moved to England, met your dad. And she brought this recipe book with her that she'd been writing down all these family recipes in from her grandma and her mum and she, like from magazines in America. So she came back to England and was baking things like carrot cake and chocolate chip cookies and devil's food cake and like things you just couldn't get here. Um, oh. So I grew up baking that kind of stuff. And then I got into it from that because like when you're a kid, all you want to do is eat cake. So of course I wanted to bake and eat cake. (laughs) That is, that is, and do you think you would turn that book, like, could you repurpose that book into like a book book for her? Uh, See, what I've always thought is one day I want to take all my dad's recipes. My dad's not technologically savvy to listen to this podcast, (laughs) so it's okay. But one day I would love to take all his recipes because he has them in some horrible online document and like loads of books. I was like, I want to make them look really good and print them all and put them in like a little book for him. Maybe you could do that for your mum. You could yeah. put it all in one. I mean, you have two books, so maybe I'm jumping the gun here. <laughs> but would you ever put them all into one book for her? Well, she does have quite a lot of like random recipes strewn around. She has started like a second handwritten oh. recipe book now. So maybe I would take all of that and condense it into one for her. And she also day. runs a pottery business, yeah, right? Yeah, she's a potter. She's a, pot- a potter. I love that. Because your Instagram picture, if you don't follow Izzy on Instagram, you do that. But your pictures feature a lot of beautiful plates yeah. and mugs yeah. and just like your food styling is, is very good. And you use a lot of her... Lots of her handmade pottery. And is she making it or are you making it for the photos? So like, she's making it, but okay. I have started making some of my own stuff. I've gone to the studio, made some Ooh. plates for myself. Very nice. Very but it just exciting. takes a few weeks for it to get fired and everything. So oh. It's a long process. It's a long process. So yeah. I've never potted... Potted? What's potted. the what's the uh, ver- verbiage there? I guess potted would be. I've never potted. <laughs> Maybe I have to come pot with you one day. Yeah, my secret definitely. sister. Definitely, <laughs> my secret sister. And then we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, you are a cookbook author. So if anyone didn't know, at the age of nineteen, am I correct? Mm, I Maybe started so- writing it when I was seventeen. Oh come on! And it so, came out when I was eighteen. So when you were eighteen, your mm. first ever book came out, yeah. Top of Cinema, which was mm. named after your blog which you had at the time so how on earth at 18 do you get a book deal how like how does that happen i mean it's ridiculous i'm very lucky (laughs) i can't really believe it happened um (laughs) and it just seems like a lifetime ago but it was because i'd started blogging in like 2011 and that was kind of you were well ahead of the yeah that's like pre it came to england because i was blogging when um, it was starting to get big in America and I was reading lots of American food blogs. And because I'd been taught by my mum to bake, I baked in the American way of like cups and all that stuff, Ooh. which I know you're, you're against. Again, goodbye okay. Izzy, it's been nice but to okay, have you this like, week. Hear me out. When you're baking things like bread yeah. or patisserie, you definitely need scales. Mm-hmm. But if you're making something like a chocolate chip cookie, you can't, there is a degree of tolerance within recipes where you can use volume <laughs> and they okay. will it will work i mean you're, but it might not be it won't be consistent across what everyone makes but you'll make something that tastes good because one of the things that people say about your recipes you're very credible as a cook so i will give you i will give you that that, <laughs> that those those recipes work and so for you were studying you're doing your a levels yeah and you're studying hang on give me the crazy subjects you were studying biology chemistry maths art <laughs> And writing a cookbook. So yeah. how do you balance that that time? Well, you basically just don't have a life. Um, <laughs> you go to school and then come back and then do like social media and everything like that. And then on the weekends I would do my 
like recipe testing and stuff. And I did lots of stuff over the summer holidays, like I was doing. And what did your friends think then. about it? Like, oh yeah, I'm just writing a co-work. I mean, yeah, it was a bit weird. <laughs> like it's so they were very mature. supportive of me. It's so, yeah. now they look back like, oh wow, our friend is like now a really famous cookbook author. <laughs> it's, I would, I'm trying to think what I was doing when I was 16. I was like playing cricket or so, you know, I didn't even have the mental capacity to even think about <laughs> writing a book. So I'm just a very antsy person. Like if I'm sitting around doing nothing, I get really bored. So I just have to do something productive. So here's so, a 200 page novel with great <laughs> recipes in it. You know, I just wrote a book in the spec. No, it's, it was a lot of, com- it was like a big commitment and it took a lot of time and it was like, just didn't go out or do anything. So, you know, you can choose doing a book or you can choose having a life so <laughs> it's up to <laughs> you, you really and now and now yeah. you have a life yeah so you talked a lot about you were saying you were doing kind of social media at the, mm. at the time so what <laughs> look at this segue in we talk about the social media that was going on with the great british bake-off so this segment mm. is called that takes the cake very and nice. yeah very nice and i'm a pro at this now we Week nine. I'm really ingrained with this, guys. <laughs> and we talk about what people were talking about on Twitter because Twitter is a hotbed for oh, yeah. people getting angry about Bake Off or have opinions or comment on anything that's happened on the show. And we just want to talk about the vibe that was happening on Twitter this week. And I feel like early on on the Great British Bake Off, people are kind of getting to know people and they're very gentle, like, oh, Rahul's cute. This week, they were kind of... They were brutal. Up in arms. <laughs> Because I think people were still upset about last week and the fact that Manon got sent yeah. home instead of Rahul. And they're yeah. basically saying Manon should have been in this week and she would have smashed it because she's French. Mm-hmm. She would have done. And that, like, I feel like that was her kind of bit as well. Like she would have been really good at it because she was very precise about doing things and like neat. And it just would have been her time to shine. She could have got Star Baker. She it could was, have done it. Was it, French, it was French week. Like she, oh, she could have had it. Yeah. So people were upset, really upset about that. And then just, re- I guess a lot of the comments were really going in on Rahul. Yeah. But then also feeling really bad for Bryony that Definitely. she'd gone home. Like people weren't really up that upset that Rahul did badly, but they were very upset that Bryony had gone yeah. because of kind of the energy that she brought to the show. Understandably. What we also talk about is your spoon fork knife. Oh. Oh. Now this has been a bit of a unique segment because initially when we started it, it was like, who would you spoon fork knife from this week's episode? But mm. we've had some rogue guests who are picking other contestants wow. or judges. Even wow. we've had a spoon fork knife of a judge. I think that was me. So I went rogue. <laughs> but basically, if you want to tell us about who from this week you would like to spoon, so you give them a little, maybe they need a little confidence boost or yeah. cuddle, someone you'd fork, Maybe go a little bit further than a spoon. And then Ooh. someone, oh, someone, there we go. Wow, wow. And then someone you might knife from the show. So this week, someone you thought maybe deserved to go home instead of mm. Brian. So I'm going to give me a spoon. Who okay. you got the spoon? I think spoon, I think Kim Joy needed the spoon this yes, week. Yes, I was with you there. She just, she just needed the confidence. It's what we were talking about earlier with the chocolate mousse. And she just, and she, everything just seemed to be going wrong after that. But it, it was fine. So she just needed a little bit of a hug and like someone to just give her a confidence boost and cup of tea. And be a like, cup of tea? I don't think she had time for a in. cup of tea. <laughs> she had time to make a second mousse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, I was thinking spoon and this mm. was quite cute because Bryony, I mean, it went really 
pickled pickled up for Bryony. Mm. She it did not go well. And then Noel gave her a little kiss on the forehead, yeah. which people were tweeting about saying like, is that inappropriate? But she actually tweeted saying, you know what? Noel's kiss on my forehead gave me so much reassurance and like comfort at that moment in time. Yeah. So I was like, there you go. There's there's your spoon, Bryony. Your kiss on the forehead because that's going to make you feel better. Yeah. So I was I was spooning her. Yeah. And then anyone you want to fork. So any like maybe it's something they did that you love and you're like, yes. I'm going to fork you for that. I mean, okay, I might go rogue with this one. Okay, love a rogue. So I would say I would fork Manon back in here. Oh, because I that just is rogue. think that she would have done so well in this round. And if like the rounds had been reversed, she would have got through for sure. What we haven't talked about as well is what, like, what do you think you would have made? So if you were doing the Madelines, for example. Mm. Well, I was saying earlier that you could put, instead of them putting like fruit in the middle, which is just going to go soggy or stop Rookie the mistake. stop the nipple, you could put like a little bit of chocolate in the centre. Yep. Because then they're probably still warm by the time the judges eat them because they have oh, yeah. hardly any time Zero to time. make them. So you'd have like a little gooey chocolate mm. centre mm. and you could do like a chocolate batter as well with cocoa powder in it. That's what I was thinking, maybe a yeah. swirled one. I Ooh, thought yeah, someone like a might... Marble. Yeah, a marbled mm, one. I was thinking someone was going to do that. Yeah. See, I'm a big brown butter man. I would have wanted yeah. a brown butter Madeline. That, that for me good. is like right there. That's what I'm talking about. So, oh, you've gone rogue there with a fork. Now I don't think oh, I have sorry. a good fork. <laughs> so I think I'm going to fork Kim Joy for that icing on the Madeline. Loved yeah, it. I, th- I forked beautiful. her last week for a piping. I'm going to fork her again because every other one was messy, yeah. basically. And like considering the other challenges were way harder, you would think that with the Madelines, they would have all just done like really well yeah. and done really amazing decorations on them. But they were all just a bit like, meh. Like considering you have a week to practice. Yeah. So I was speaking, I was on a podcast called The Flower Hour, actually two contestants who were on the American Ooh, baking show. Wow. I don't, the American Bake Off show? I don't know how yeah. they call it. But they don't get a week in between each episode. No. So they get like a day. No. Yeah. Oh so when God. you're like practicing, let's say you want a, a week to practice a Madeline, like these guys, these guys are in a hotel with no oh, kitchen, yeah. no oven, no oh time to God. practice. How crazy is that? So that's really mean. That coming back to this is you've got a week to practice Madeleines. Yeah. And that's like, something you know you're making. You know you're making two things. So you will practice the hell out of that. Yeah. And I, when I started baking, a lemon poppy seed Madeleine was one of the first things I ever made. And I was pretty crap when I started baking. Even I got a nipple and a Madeleine that was edible, you know, that tasted mm. good. So come on, guys, like Google some good recipes. Yeah. Let's you be can honest. Do it. So you can do it. Yeah. And then knife. Anyone knife. you thought should have gone from the show that didn't go or are you happy with Bryony she's gone I mean I think this week she did deserve to go I don't think it was like a contentious thing yes but I think overall if they were judging it because do they judge it week by week or is it like an overall we think it's week by week so we think it doesn't matter what you did last week this Mm. week it's all about this week yeah well I think because of the underbaked pastry even though she did put loads of effort in and she didn't get like the best um like technical challenge cake either it was like the rubbery thing on whatever rubbery glaze (laughs) it wasn't like anyone else was going to be knifed i guess yeah see i'm gonna go rogue new rogue Mm. knifing i want to knife the fact that they had to do three pastries for the final challenge three is too many and five five hours a long time but they don't have the time to be precise and like it just caused drama, like mm. unnecessary drama. And in a show where they should be progressing each week, they're giving them unnecessary challenges, yeah. 
where they don't have the time to succeed just to make mm. good TV. Yes, that's my me. main problem with Bake Off has always been the timings. Like whenever they give them bread week and they're like, you have one hour to make a sourdough <laughs> loaf. And you're like, okay, well that takes like a day that takes usually. Like 10 years to make like <laughs> fertilizing like, oh, you have your sourdough. half an hour to make croissant. And you're like, how, what? It's, <laughs> no. It's, it's ridiculous. The timing is an issue. And even when they had this technical for the seven layer, yeah. blah, 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 whatever yeah, it was thing. called, seven veils cake, it was like, she was like, use the freezer. It was like, you're going to have to freeze this element every five Easy, minutes because yeah. it's going to be impossible. It's ridiculous. Now you've started, we start, I say started, written your second book, which yeah. is now out, The Savvy Cook. So yeah. the first book, Top of Cinnamon, second book, The Savvy, Savvy Cook. Cook. What's the difference between the two? So Because I've got The Savvy Cook. I haven't got Top of Cinnamon. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew even it was Top of Cinnamon, <laughs> but I now have Savvy Cook. Right, right. Okay. So main difference, Top of Cinnamon was like based on my blog. So it's got like lots of family recipes in it, lots of baking, some savory stuff, but not that much stuff. Um, and then Savvy Cook was based more on like my time at uni. So it was more budget focused and focused on using like food waste. So if you've got like half a packet of spinach in the fridge, like these are recipes that you can use it in. Or if you've got carrots, you can use them instead of butternut squash in this recipe. So kind of giving people the confidence to make stuff that's not just like spag bowl or <laughs> mac and cheese or something oh, like that's that that's like you know? in my life I, have, I think i have spag bowl every single week but you I, could shake it up you I know no i'm just stuck in the rut of spag like spag bowl chili maybe stir fry and then something adventurous at <laughs> the weekend literally literally i'm like searching for it's new things. It, this is the thing it's because you spend too much time making the pastry so you put too much effort in there whereas i'm the opposite whereas like don't put the effort in with the baking stuff i'm like Oh, just make some. But your baking is cookies. your baking is good though. Like you do a lot of really beautiful pies. You do a yeah, lot of. Yeah, but it, like, I just don't do like the really involved things that much. So, what's I your favorite bake? So, this I have the same answer. But if you had to bake one thing, you could only have it for the rest of your life. What would you have? So, I've got a chocolate chip cookie recipe in my first book, in top with cinnamon, and that is my favorite thing like ever because you age the dough for. Like at on, least on, three on, on, days. Aged. I've never heard that with a cookie. So oh, you, yeah. I know aging like a bread or a sourdough, but uh-huh. hang on. What does aging a cookie dough involve? So I need to know more about this. You make the dough. So it's a really easy dough to make where you brown the butter and then you just mix it into the dry ingredients, add an egg in, mix your chocolate chunks in, and then you put it in the fridge and you leave it there for like at least three days or up to a week. So what's that doing? So I think what happens is that like the flour. <laughs> I think, well, okay. I haven't like tested it in a lab. <laughs> So, but I have got a food science degree. So, you know, true. you know, there's a little bit of science behind it. Uh, but I think the flour is starting to absorb the moisture from the egg and yep. the butter. And it kind of just makes a denser dough. So it doesn't spread as much. And then also it just kind of gains more flavor somehow. So, because I think like, I think <laughs> I the flavors the meld like, together. Like, it's like, like, you know, when you have a curry the next day and it yep. tastes amazing. Mm-hmm like way better than the first day. It's yep. like that with cookie dough, where if you leave it in the fridge, the flavors just like meld together Ooh. and it just tastes so much better. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you were at that point in your life where you, you've written a cookbook, you're mm. 18, you've got like a pivot in the road now. Like, do you become a full-time author, cookbook mm-hmm. writer, like recipe developer at 18, or do you go to uni? And then you decided to go to uni to study... Food, food science, science and nutrition and nutrition yeah. and then wrote a second book so yeah. how, what that moment in your like at the fork of the road how did you decide like, okay i'm gonna go to uni and kind of have this 
like a, a backup plan because you're, gonna, <laughs> you're, you're already an author. Like yeah. what made you make that decision? Well, because I've always been interested in like the health side of things because at school I was doing biology and chemistry. So I've always been interested in the science side of things and then combining it with food, like nutrition kind of makes sense. And then when I was like reading news articles about health stuff, I was always getting really angry because... <laughs> Like most science journalists just don't know what they're... T- yeah, if if Bake Off had had like a nutrition week and they had been like <laughs> talking about BBC News articles about, I don't know, cholesterol or something, then I would have been up in arms as much as you were. Okay. So that is my like anger kind of thing. <laughs> so I was getting really angry at all these um, articles I was reading. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and like educate myself about it so that if I ever want to actually talk about it or use it for my recipe development or career, then I actually know what I'm talking about and can be like, I've got a degree in it. So you can't tell me I'm wrong. She's so like, not to use the word savvy from your cookbook, but like (laughs) so savvy from such a young age. Like I, that is just, you had (laughs) such a plan and that's so impressive. I I don't have a plan anymore. I feel like you do have a plan. So you just graduated You've written your second book and you're now yeah. t- like full-time top of cinnamon. Yeah. Full-time top of cinnamon. <laughs> full top, full-time just topping things with cinnamon. Oh, yeah. like you have so much cinnamon Every in day. your house. I love that, sprinkling cinnamon on everything. So next week is the final of Bake Off. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the How final exciting. of Bake Off. So we record this late, by the way, guys. Like we record this, it's now like 9.30. I then have to get a train home at 11.30 p.m. I get home at like 2.30 a.m. So I'm as much as I'm wow. sad to see Bake Off and Dress go. Like I'm ready to go to bed at a normal time. I'm excited for that, I'll be honest. But we're coming back with something else. We're planning it today. You got to stay tuned for that because Bake Off and Dress is going to evolve into another thing. So just oh you keep your ears peeled. Can you? If you can peel them, you peel them because you keep them peeled. Now, next week, the final, we've got Rahul, we've got Ruby, and we've got Kim Joy. Who's mm-hmm. going to win it? I'm inclined to say Kim Joy, but okay. after this week, I'm like, oh, my faith in her has wavered. And Ruby seems to be kind of the underdog who just is snatching up those star bakers. <laughs> snatching them. <laughs> snatching them up, yeah. So I feel like it's going to be probably Kim Joy, and then... but possibly ruby but i don't think Rahul will win i just don't think he's got it i mean he was having a panic attack we saw a preview and he was literally having a panic attack he was like breathe Rahul. don't collapse don't collapse yeah he really looked in a bad way intense yeah but maybe that see that makes me think he possibly did quite well that he's Mm. if he'd known he'd done badly he'd be in a bad place they're trying to trick us again they're trying to trick you they tricked me the other week so i think i think ruby's gonna win i think she's gonna have three on the trot Mm -hmm. week eight week nine week ten smash she's it. on that roll and she's yeah. going for it yeah yeah so we also shout out to people that uh listen to the podcast which Very I, nice. I love when someone listens to it because we spend a lot of time listening to this and we got a tweet this week from natalie holmes and she said there's only two more weeks of great british bake-off how am i going to wind down without the extra episode of extra slice we don't care about that though and bake-off undressed in my week she said you know what i'm going to do i'm going to bake so natalie yeah. Shout out to you. Who also has a blue tick on Twitter. You you Whoa. go, Natalie. Nice. Yeah, loving that. And we also got Rachel King. She said, just discovered hashtag Bake Off Dress to get me through the most tedious jobs at work. Why didn't I listen to it sooner? We don't know why, Rachel, but there's a lot of episodes now. Oh, yeah. You can catch up. You can binge now. You can binge it. You can Bake Off Undressed and chill. 
if you need to. <laughs> so where can we find you? Where can people find you? Because we A, we need to find the chocolate chip cookie recipe oh, yeah. aged. Is that on your blog? It is. Or is it only available through the book? It's on the blog as well. It's okay. best ever chocolate chip cookies, I think. So where where do we find you on Insta? What's your blog? So on Instagram, I'm at Izzy Hossack. It's With I-Z-Y. One Z. Okay, yeah. one Z. That's good to know. And then same on Twitter, same on Facebook. Um, and then my website is Top With Cinnamon. But like, okay, so this is the thing. Sometimes I say Top With Cinnamon to people and they think I'm saying topless cinema no so <gasps> i am your secret sister. oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. i love this discovery yeah you're the topless but cinnamon version your, of yeah. me and you're the top with baker <laughs> <laughs> oh we're just getting into a whole world yeah. of names but thank you so much for joining me izzy it was an absolute pleasure to have your knowledge and your story on this week oh, it's been a it's been a real learning experience <laughs> for me and i've loved every minute of it and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of baker fund dress it's been a pleasure speaking to you, you even can. though i don't know who is listening to this but you know mm-hmm. what i hope you're enjoying uh, the subtle tones of our voices and i'll see you guys next week for the final episode of season nine of the great british bake-off bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.